0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Duke, sponsored by Bet Online. I'm your host, Sheldon Williams, and here's your co host, Steve Wiseman.
1: Sheldon, this is uh, uh, good to be with you. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, and uh, uh, we've had an uh, eventful week of Duke basketball. We had three games to, to cover after. Um, after they took two weeks off from, from games, right, uh, wow. for, uh, for final exams. And they had mm-hmm. some short practices in there. As you know, they said they worked maybe 45, 50 minutes instead of regular practice because kids had to run and, you know, studying and all that kind of stuff, uh, get, take tests. Um, and they played they played really well the three games. Uh, we'll say that. But uh, some other issues going on with uh, COVID popping its head back up. Duke was supposed to play Cleveland State, and then it was – Loyola and then it was finally Elon on Saturday so um, anyway that's all been going on w- what have you been up to How have you been I've been good I've been good
0: um, um, I'm back home in Oklahoma City I had a chance to uh, do the championship games I did my Sheldon Williams Youth League mm-hmm. and this is the championship game was this past weekend so I was able to give out you know trophies and t-shirts mm-hmm. to all these kids I was able to do my inaugural league so it's pretty cool to actually see that. And also, I didn't want to be those type of people that have my name and never show up. So I want to make sure that I'm either there, talking to, you know, to the kids, making it more personal and everything. And like when I was growing up, I didn't have a chance to have, you know, former uh, players come back and talk to me and things like that. So that's one of the biggest things that sticks in my head. So I want to make sure that I'm presenting myself and giving the opportunity to you know, be able to meet these kids and then. You know, who knows, you know, it could be the next so-and-so, you know, later down the line and everything, but I want to make sure that, uh, one, I I did this league because of, they took out elementary sports in my old district and everything, so I want to make sure that these kids have a chance to, you know, play sports, so this is why I'm not going to leave to do that, and then hopefully I'm going to continue to expand out throughout the whole district, and you know we'll see what happens with that, but yeah, just kind of give these kids another outlet to actually have a safe haven to do things that they want to do type thing so
1: well good for you man congratulations on on the first year of being getting through it and everything especially you know the pandemic's all going on so right, you got through right. it and, and that's <laughs> great um how many how how many kids were involved in it you know how many like what age yes. it is it was
0: 111 kids my first year so I had five middle I'm sorry five uh elementary schools that participated it was third grade fourth grade and fifth graders so I did a third grade league
1: fourth grade league and a fifth grade league okay awesome yeah. man that's great so yeah um well good man that's 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 a wonderful thing man how about yourself how about
0: yourself
1: <laughs> yeah no getting ready for the holidays here um getting through uh you know three games last week with duke and uh looking forward to the acc opener on on wednesday night and then i'll be heading to uh to charlotte all my families in, in that area so uh that's what we'll be for the holidays in between duke playing virginia tech on the 22nd and clemson on the 29th gotta squeeze it in there so um yeah i'm looking forward to the break and looking forward to Having a together holiday that we didn't get last year, right? I know a lot of us didn't right, get to do that. Right, right, <laughs> right.
0: And then yeah. and, and this it sucks because uh, we all are pretty much back in the same position as we were last year. Yeah. And you know how things are kind of shutting down and up, uh, you know, player after player. If you read the news or look at Sports Center, NFL, NBA, you now colleges, you know. I mean, Carolina was supposed to play against um, UCLA, uh, was it last week? And um, they couldn't do that because UCLA had their stuff going on. They had yeah. One in, uh, Kentucky, uh, as you mentioned earlier, with we had a replacement for the replacement, you know, for <laughs> you know. But I think that kind of worked out kind of good because it uh, gave who mm-hmm. was scheduled to play against, I think Shaw uh, University, yes, yes, and have them make that happen. You know, bring it back full circle with Struggie and mm-hmm. able to have him be a part of the last run for Coach K. So I think that was it was pretty sweet to have that happen.
1: It was, yeah, and you know, he, and it, they were supposed to play here last year, and of course that game got wiped out because of COVID. So, uh, I think they had a, they had to pause their program last year, and they didn't come in early December. So, yeah, it's great that he he needed to be back part of this, right? He was part of so much while you were in school and before and after. So, right, um, right. yeah, what a good guy. And uh, yeah, uh, we found out that um, on Friday when that Loyola of Maryland game got called off because the Loyola had their trouble, Shire called Shroggy. And they were uh, in practice. And then uh, he tried to call him again. I guess they were in a meeting or they were in a team meeting. And, and Shoggy's like, hey, what, what is he doing calling me? What's going on? I guess I have return his call. You know, something's going on. And so because the, they were preparing for Shaw. <laughs> right, and right. then all of a sudden, like, he's like, okay, yeah, we'll do this. And so they had to they had to take care of their contract with Shaw. They, they made sure it paid them. and They're going to play them again sometime in the future. But they made sure, and, and, you know, um, HBCU programs, Division Two that's a big paycheck for them going to play a division one team. So it's important to their budget. So they made sure it took care of them and made sure they weren't just shoved aside. And so everybody worked it out as best they could. Um, but it, it also, you know, is the larger thing here that, that COVID isn't gone and we wanted it to be. And for a while it seemed like, Hey, we're getting through this. We're starting to live with the, the virus and everybody's people are vaccinated enough. Um, teams are vaccinated, got fans back in the stands, even though are wearing masks. But with this Omicron virus, you know, it's really it's really back up to where it feels like a year ago where from day to day, you don't know which games are going to be played and how tough that is on an athlete and coaches to prepare their teams. Right.
0: Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, it it, it sucks. I mean, that we're still going through this after all this time. Um, I kind of know that we are trying to get back to a normal life. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have Thanksgiving. You know, first time to have like you know Thanksgiving again after you know, it got taken away last year. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving time, and then as you see, a couple weeks later, from everybody kind of doing their gatherings for Thanksgiving, having family coming over and everything, cases start surging back up. And then yeah. unfortunately, it's going to happen again for people coming in for Christmas, and then you'll see a couple weeks later in January where more cases are surging and everything. So it's going to be unfortunately, it's going to get to a point where do they decide to do another you know take fans out of the game type thing whatever or pause the season or I I don't know um do something like the NBA did was you know kind of go into like a little pod type thing whatever and have everybody play like that but Mm -hmm. it's going if if it keeps rising I can see something like that one of those three thing options you know happening and it just sucks because we always want to get ahead of this. Like you said, people getting, um, you know, the shots and now the booster and, you know, things like that, trying to, you know, prepare themselves as best they can. They try to still be normal and have normal activity, but then all of a sudden it's still out there. And then, like you said, the uh, the new strain of virus coming out, you know, surging as well.
1: Yeah, and and Coach K, after the game Saturday, talked um, a lot, and he made some very strong points that he had about, You know, a year ago now, we were testing teams before and after games. It was part of the ACC protocol, and uh, they they took that away this year because, you know, as long as you were 85% vaccinated, you know, any unvaccinated people have to be tested, but uh, if you're vaccinated, you didn't have to be. So he thinks, okay, this is back up here again. We need to make sure, you know, who we're playing is is, as safe as we are. And so he wants to see the before and after game testing again. Um that and, of course, the ACC has the rule now that if you if you're unavailable to play a league game because of COVID, you forfeit. And he th- obviously thinks that's a, That's a bad thing, too, because, you know, what what is that? You know, a year ago we were moving games around and it's and funny in the press conference he was talking about. And he asked me, he said, why do you think they they put that rule in? And I said, well, I think it was an incentive to get people to get vaccinated. Right. You don't want to risk a forfeit. And he goes, well, that didn't work. <laughs> if we were going to play, it doesn't work. We run a different play. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, but I know the ACC is, is discussing it this week. And I think Wednesday there's a meeting. The ADs are involved in it and the medical advisory group. And maybe they're going to make a change. Maybe they're going to adjust, which, because the situation's changed, right? So maybe you got to make a little adjustment on the fly. Maybe put the testing back in or take the forfeit, whichever they decide to do. Um, we just have to be flexible. Sadly, we're back in the soup. We have to be flexible again. All
0: right, all
1: right. So, anyway, but uh, while um, you know, hopefully, the games are going to be played. And uh, that which reminds us, our sponsor, Bet Online, is the, is uh, back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code belief 50 to receive your bonus that's b-l-e-a-b 50 to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and almost 2022 we're almost there bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts Excuse me. Um, Yeah, so uh, back to the games and everything. Um, Duke played three games last week. They won them all. Um, uh, I don't know how much you got to see the games on TV, Sheldon, but what did you think of what kind of what you saw from from the team in those three? Yeah, so uh,
0: unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see the uh, Duke versus uh, South Carolina game, Um, but I did see kind of the highlights and uh, they was 20-0 to on fast break points and everything. And then, you know, Adrian Griffin, was kind of, you know, making that step. So um, kind of go back a little bit. Um, from my time at Duke, those exam period times where you have, you know, a week and a half to two weeks where you're not playing games, it's it's a little tough because you go from being a game rhythm to kind of, you know, pausing a little bit. And you doing small practices and small workouts, you know, in between your studying and your finals and things like that. So it's a little bit different every week. So, but the good thing is it helps you kind of hone in on a couple of things that you're trying to really work on, but you don't have a chance to do that because you're getting ready to prepare for another game. And uh, I think some of the players this week was able to do that, and you kind of start seeing a little bit of steps. You know, like I said with Griffin as well, you start seeing him you know, kind of you know, take that little step and everything. So hopefully, he has getting the confidence back into his body where he's believing and trusting himself. And he's becoming the player that we all know that he can become. Um, it's just that, you know, after having injuries, you know, throughout his last part of high school and then when he got to Duke, he's got to, you know, fight through those type things. But I think he did a good job um, over this break doing that.
1: He did. And, um, yeah, we talked to him after a couple of games last week because he played so well. He was um, among the group of players they brought for interviews after after those games. And, you know, he, again, he didn't play all last year. He barely played as a junior. So all this stuff adjusting to COVID and different, you know, we all went through it last year. He didn't go through it right. Where you're adjusting to changing who you're playing on the fly. Uh, but um, he, uh, uh, he definitely is, is playing a lot better right now. Uh, he he seems to be getting stronger and he's really made himself uh, a strong part of that rotation. Uh, when you think about, um, uh, you get know, your starting five. They use the same starting five for every game. Uh, they've used um they've used the same starting five. They've used Trey. I'm sorry, not Trey, uh, Wendell Moore, uh, you know, Ben Caro, Mark Williams, Trevor Keels, and Jeremy Roach. And then the bench now is AJ Griffin, uh, along with Joey Baker and Theo John. And so that those are kind of the eight that they've they're kind of honing in on, honing in on as far as uh, who they're going to play uh, as we go forward. And, you know, Bates Jones played a little bit because Theo missed that game with his back injury uh, against South Carolina state, but really it's those eight that we're talking about. And, and AJ Griffin to, to your point has really improved his play. He's getting stronger every game. He's, he's really a weapon off the bench. I mean, he's really a guy that would start for a lot of ACC teams, I think, and he's going to be coming off the bench as you know, sixth, seventh, seventh, eighth man can really make this team strong. And I, 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 I do like the the rotations that they've fallen into. As long as, you know, Theo, John, uh, you know, I, I've had back ailments. Um, I know as a big guy. You know, back ailments are always a big thing you're worried about uh, uh, when you're banging on there in the paint. And hopefully that uh, – they said it was just back tightness, and hopefully it won't linger throughout the rest of the season because they really need him and Mark to be at the tag team in there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, they've really got a solid eight right now that I think – Going forward, uh, they're ready to ready to win big with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And um, it's been kind of cool to see that Wendell Moore, you know, the way he's been playing is like, you know, the big jump that he did from last year to this year and how consistent he has been doing, you know, throughout his course of, you know, this year. It's been fun to watch because this guy. Can go from being the point guard to being the off guard to all of a sudden being the guy that needs, uh, we need a bucket or we need to settle things down. He's the guy that kind of made that you know, took control of that position, yeah. And then also, it was good to see you know, Trevor Kills actually come kind of come back and you know, get his scoring back and everything. So it was kind of uh nice to see that. Um, I hope I'm hoping that it becomes more consistent as we getting ready to get into AC play, but. It was cool to watch that happen. I mean, obviously, the three games um, during the the, the break and everything is going to be crucial because a lot of times players are looking to go home for Mm -hmm. the first time in several months, that type of thing, kind of seeing their families and everything. So hopefully they're actually still focused on the task at hand, which is going to be start an ACC play, you know, I guess, with, yeah, B-Tech and everything, and then kind of go from there to the next thing where you go see your family and come back and get right deep into, you know, conference play.
1: Right, and, um, you know, as you know, Coach always talks about energy cycles. People are at the end of an energy cycle, and the Ohio State game was the end of the energy cycle, right? And it showed. Duke didn't have much in the second half and lost that game. <clears throat> this Virginia Tech game is the end of the energy cycle because you're going to get that break before Clemson, and, uh, yeah, that's something they. I'm sure the coaches are are talking to them about that, about staying focused. And, you know, it should – it's the first ACC game. It is at home. But um, I would think that would give the the guys, you know, enough to be, okay, we got to, you know, we got to be on this on the ball on this one. And then we'll get our break, right? So um, that's what they got to do. But, yeah, um, both Trevor Keels and and Wendell Moore talking about what you just brought up. Trevor admitted like after the game Saturday. Yeah. My, my jump shot took a little vacation there for a while, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it's back. And um, yeah, Duke made 15 threes against South Carolina state and 15 more against uh, uh, I'm sorry. The middle the game last week Appalachian Yes. Sorry. Say, yeah. All these teams uh, changed. Uh, yeah. It was, it was app.
0: <laughs> and, and apparently uh, um, I read somewhere that it was the first time in uh, Duke history that uh They have 15 plus uh, threes, made 15 plus threes in consecutive games since like 01, it's like that, whatever. Right, right. Which is is crazy because you know how many great shooters have Duke has had. Yes. Or whole JJ (laughs) Redding tenure. Yeah. (laughs) Or great shooting teams and never has been done. I was like, yeah. That's that's kind of crazy to hear, but I was like, dang. I mean, I played with JJ. I I played, he had 15 threes a game (laughs) himself. himself. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But yeah, no, to come especially coming off that Ohio State game where they didn't make threes, right? That's why they lost the game right, right. Uh, That was really good. I know they worked on a lot of new half court sets. Um, trying to a lot of kicks kick that was the biggest thing driving kick, drive and kick, make the extra pass so it's an even more you might have an open three, but you can get a better shot maybe a, a different spot. maybe somebody's in a better position to where they can be to get a shot that way. That, that to me coming out of that first you know group of games, the first eight games uh, after Ohio State, I was thinking, okay, this team, I think we, we've talked about it. This team is very good in transition offense. They're a good defensive team. Um, half court shooting a little bit has been a little suspect. And so, uh, but as coach K said, after Saturday's game, yeah, we did this against, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do respect to Elon. And, and them. Uh this is not ACC teams, right? We have to do it better against ACC teams. We have to rebound. Well, we have to shoot well. And so um. Yeah, there's always a, a way to get better. But, yeah, I, I thought it was really good that the offense got better and that, that Wendell and Trevor especially just keep you know keep pouring in there.
0: Definitely, definitely. And
1: for them to kind of come into
0: A.C. play with you know, the team shooting better from the field as well as the three-point line it's only great news for us because, you know, that was something that took a little bit of a hit. So now that it's getting – you know, the real games are counting now – Uh, Having these teams kind of come in and play, I guess, now, I guess, a little bit more seasoned team. You know, we're still a little bit young, um, Mm -hmm. but still kind of finding their ways. And also, it was kind of cool um, to to see the little um, stat about Coach K finishing his non-conference career, 493 to 60. um, And that's an 82, I'm sorry, 89.2 win rate for his whole coaching career. You know, it it came to an end, uh, you know, this weekend and everything with the non-conference, but how crazy is that? Like 89.2 win percentage rate against non-conference teams. How crazy is that?
1: That is top of the line. That is really, I mean, almost 90%. percent Robinson. nine winning nine out of 10 games for 42 years, right? Like not just like –
0: 42 years. For a
1: (laughs) 10-year stretch, you're really good or, you know. Right, right, right. 42 uh, years. Yeah, another amazing stat from coach K and um, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Jay, Wright. There was a, a Villanova put out a stat about Jay, Wright. They lost last week. They've lost back-to-back blowout losses. The first time in his career, they'd lost two games by 20 points or more in back-to-back, you know, back-to-back games. Coach K's only done that once in his 42 years at Duke one time. Mm-hmm. And that was both in the, in the 82, 83 season, which as we know, was the last season before the program took off. Right. So, right. right, after, right. So, so, I mean that's impressive for Jay Wright in 21 years to have only done that once, but just double that and then this gets to Coach K. So right, right, right. Got more work to do.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, you no, know,
0: two great coaches, two great programs that you're talking about right there, but that's that's still an amazing you know feat right there, just not being able to do that. I and mean, I saw the, the Creighton game against them as well, too. But that's yeah. still, it's still still crazy that um that's his first time, and like you said, in 21 years and Coach K did that once in 42, and that was early in his career as well. So I was like, geez.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it hadn't happened at all in like 39 years, right? So right, right. pretty amazing <laughs> stuff. Um, hey, Sheldon, you want to tell us about Lightbox, about our sponsor? Uh, it's getting close to the holidays here. Last-minute shoppers, very get on that. Last-minute shopping, right.
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they crack the signs of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab diamonds you can find at a light price eight hundred dollars per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of the process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift that never want to be taken off. Price so that they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjury.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjury.com. Lightbox Diamond. Never a dull moment.
1: Yeah, never a dull moment again. You know, Duke basketball schedule. We talked about uh, the holidays here at Virginia Tech. The opener on Wednesday night, 9 o'clock. Uh, I believe that's ESPN2, I think, or maybe it's ACC. I should check that, but... Uh, Anyway, it'll be on national television for sure. And now all the Comcast uh, uh, customers, ACC Network is now available finally on Xfinity Cable, Comcast. That was the one hole in the distribution for the ACC Network around the country. Uh, All the major cable outlets and satellite providers were on there except Comcast. So there you go. Uh, it's all there nationwide.
0: There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, all the Duke,
1: there's a lot of Duke games on ACC network. I'll tell you that. And, uh, yeah. that'll be one that we all can watch, but, um, yeah. So let's talk about the ACC opener here. And, and then also, uh, the two games after the break, when they go on the road, they play Clemson and Notre Dame and, um, you know, Virginia tech is a team that has played really well since Mike Young became their coach. Yeah. Buzz Williams got him going. Let's face it. Made the sweet 16 in 2019. And uh, they seem like a team that is going to push for an NCAA tournament bid, kind of on their, on a regular basis here. And so, this is really an important first game for Duke, isn't it?
0: Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, I think um, I mean any AC games, you know, very important. But to start off the AC conference, I think having that energy to come in before the break happens, having being able to go up there. And a little bit different um, atmosphere than a normal non-conference, you know, away game that they played already, you know, whether whether it was in Ohio State or uh, in Vegas. So mm-hmm. I think um, this is going to be a little bit of a different uh, atmosphere for them. Um, even though that it's during the Christmas break, so it may not be the same students being there, but still, I feel like that when they go out there, they're going to see that it starts for real for them. And being able to tough things out and grind things out on the road is something they're gonna to have to really learn how to do because a lot of the games not gonna be the pretty you know we get out to a normal duke lead or like you know it was the last game against Elon where it was like yeah. a five point lead and then all of a sudden we hit three threes in a row they yeah. kind of break it open that, that right that, that normal duke run and then all of a sudden it's first into you know a bigger lead and everything so um, I just think that this team really hopefully knows how to play both where they are going to do that Duke lead at some point mm-hmm. or the spurt, but also if that spurt doesn't come be able to kind of grind things out.
1: And that Clemson game right after the breakdown there will be, will be a really good test of what you're just talking about because um, they actually, that game was supposed to be at seven o'clock. They moved it back to a two o'clock start because Clemson's football team is in the cheese It bowl at five 45 against Iowa state, I believe. So, Clemson's fan base is going to be distracted, <laughs> getting ready for their football bowl game. Cheese it bowl, um, okay. The <laughs> cheese it bowl, yeah. They'll have a lot of snacks. So um, my point is, Duke's going to have to bring their own energy for that game, right? Clemson students aren't going to be there. They're and the fans that are there are going to be, you know, watching the game, getting ready to go watch a football game on TV. So um, it's not going to be the full effect, and. You know, Duke lost the last time they went there two years ago in uh, early, early 2020 before the pandemic hit. I remember it was kind of the same thing. Clemson had played, I think, in the national championship game the night before and lost to Alabama. Uh, and and then I remember it was LSU, but it was LSU. So uh, and the arena, I went there to the game and half hour before the game, there's hardly anybody in there. Couldn't believe it. And finally it filled up. And I thought, well, you know, Duke should be able to take care of this. There's not anybody here. And they didn't. You know that was Vernon Carey's team, and they, they lost lost the second half, and they had a lead, blew it, and lost the game. So, yeah, they're going to have to be mature about about that game. And then the following game is at Notre Dame, and that's January first, New Year's Day. Uh, again, Irish students won't be there; it'll be a different atmosphere. Um, but yeah, if they're going to get off to a good start, you know, they got again Virginia Tech at home, and then those two on the road, and uh, that'll that'll be a good, a really good. Um, test to get them started. Then they come back home and have Georgia tech and Miami. And I'm, you know, I'm starting to think here, like all these teams, the conference isn't as strong this year as it usually is because <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, M- Miami and Georgia tech are, are around 500 right now. Uh, Notre Dame, I think is below 500. Now they beat Kentucky up there. So can't discount that, but there are I think four and five or five and six right now. And, you know, Virginia tech's good. I think they're going to be in the tournament uh, at some point here, but um, it's going to be a different ride through the league this year because uh, these teams may get better. But as of right now, you know Duke's the only one that's ranked. Uh, Carolina's probably the second best team in the league, and they just got blown out by Kentucky by you know thirty points almost, right? So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it looks like the league's not going to be as tough this year. But I it feels weird to say that. Yeah, I mean.
0: I think it might be different than the past leagues that we've seen um, and know. But at the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's still ACC. And there's still going to be people getting up for especially the big, uh, big teams like Duke and the Carolina, you know, those like teams and everything. Um, like you said, you mentioned that uh, Notre Dame is kind of, you know, sub 500 or 500. Um, but know that they're playing at home and anything can happen, you know. A lot of times you put, like you said, uh, the the students are not in, and it could be sometimes a a quote-unquote trap game type thing because you're not having that same energy as when students yell at you the whole time, that type thing. So there's a lot of (laughs) intangibles that kind of go into this, but I still think that ACC, and I admit I am super biased, it's still (laughs) the best league and everything for basketball, college basketball, but whether it's the same amount of teams – that we've known in the past or, or what it's, it's still ACC. And I still don't think it's going to be a lot of, you know, great
1: games. Right. I do too. I think it'll be great games. I mean, that's, that's always the way it is. And I think teams that maybe don't look too good right now can, uh, we'll, will find their, find their legs like Syracuse. I know they're on COVID break right now, but heck, they always seem to be muddling around and all of a sudden they make the sweet 16 every year. Right. So right, right, right. we'll certainly look for that. And, and, and Carolina, I know they lost that game. But you know, bad to Kentucky, but I still think they're going to be the second best team in the ACC. I think when we get down to it, it's going to be Duke and, and Carolina at the end. So, um, yeah, so that's good. Well, listen, um, this is our, uh, our our final edition of the pod before uh, the holidays. So I want to wish everybody happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is that you that you um, celebrate. Uh, spend time with your family like Sheldon's doing. Be like Sheldon <laughs> in, uh, in Oklahoma. I'm going to do mine in North Carolina. And uh, this is great. Uh, you can look for all my coverage of the, of the Duke Blue Devils in at newsobserver.com. Um, I'll be at the game uh, Wednesday night against Virginia Tech, and then I'll take a few days off and then be down at Clemson and be on a jet up to Notre Dame. And away we go for ACC basketball. Sheldon, you got anything else to add at the end? No, no.
0: You said a uh, happy holiday to everybody and uh, look forward to seeing you all next year. So um,
1: stay tuned for more.